Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live is the standing eight count, and it starts now. Before the first round, I'll make a back down. I'm coming for the ground, and no, we don't back down. I beat the track down, screaming like the crowd's going to react. Wow, pound for pound, I'm the best in this game, man, hands down. The way I stand out ain't looking for a handout. I'm undisputed, gassed up, and never ran out. I'm underrated, undefeated, and look the grand Hey, episode number 24, Mamba Edition. I'm standing account right Kobe. I'm Kobe. What's Kobe, that? Kobe, 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 Kobe. Hey, yo, Kobe, tell up. me how my ass tastes. <laughs> this this dude, uh, this guy, uh, what's his? I'm looking at this this dude, Mahanri Montez. His picture looks like he's from like an like a 1932 yearbook. But does he? Yeah, I'll screenshot. I'll screenshot the bitch. Send it to you. We got a we got a fun show tonight, guys. I am excited, excited. Bring uh, welcome uh, Vashawn Owens back on the show in just a couple short minutes. I uh, had a great time talking to him last time with Elijah, as always. But the HBO cards, I cannot wait to discuss it because it sounds like we have two different takes on that main event. So I'm really intrigued to to kind of just powwow back and forth with you on that one. Also, news, rumors, anything like that going on in the sport of boxing. We'll talk that as well. But uh, we both did not watch the Devin Alexander-Andre Berto fight. Uh, you heard that Berto was screwed, or Berto won via uh, a terrible decision. Yeah, Devin Alexander got kind of screwed over again from what I heard. I mean, the the Ortiz draw was pretty bad, but I heard this one was just as bad. So, is he? I saw is he a scorecard uh, that had him. I saw. I saw a scorecard that had him winning by like two or three rounds. So, um, it, is is he on the uh, the Badu Jack level of screw jobs yet? No, I don't think so. That's good. That's good. Justice for Badu. Take the test, man. Even though that's a completely different person. Oh, speaking of take the test, did you see Pascal won by TKO in his, in his comeback fight? Did he? Yeah. Was his was his opponent better or worse than Young Gil Bay? Um, unless he's Dusty Trunks or Willie Get Up, I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> Dusty Trunks or Willie Get Up? That's a that's a great one. I gotta go flush my eye out, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break. I was eating this dope oh, salami with uh, with crackers, laugh. and I just gonna... jammed myself in the eye, and I can't see. What am he, I going to laugh he about? Fought a, he fought a guy named Steve Bossy. Yeah. Who, we should have had I'm Bossy as the lead-in. So he um, he was a mixed martial arts guy who had 12, 12 wins and two losses in MMA, and his professional boxing record is one and one. Good, good up, Jean Pascal. I hope you took the test. We'll be right back. We got Vishon Owens coming up next. Don't go away. Standing eight count. Actually, I told. Them. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. 
Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey yo, it's Sportscast Radio. You need to record a new greeting. Record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host Alex Mello every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blog talk. Radio.com forward slash strong style media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With the B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. Microphone check one two. Hey, you better get down in there. Whatever, man. Hey, you better get this on Get it. We are back. Bashad, is that you on the line right now? Right. Well, Guess not. we have an open line. We'll see if somebody's on there. <laughs> Otherwise, we are back with Eli Drake himself. 763, where you at? 763, where you at? I thought I heard some footsteps. All right, we're just going to check it. We're just going to put them back on mute. Uh, if you want to send him a message real quick while we're doing this, we can right. kind of double check and make sure what's going down. But otherwise, yeah, HBO had some fun. Well, real quick, do you want to kind of, while we're waiting, 
I'm looking at this this the the PPC card uh, for August 24th. So it's a couple weeks away, and there's um, looks like there's six fights, seven seven fights that have already been made. There's uh, one more to be added, and then there's five fights that have the dreaded T to be announced on the uh, on the card. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So there's gonna be thirteen fights on this show. Oh man, it's gonna be. We're gonna have to get there early. Mm-hmm. I um. I will make that schedule next week at work, and I will um, get out as fast as. Oh, you know what? I uh, already made that schedule. I'm just gonna leave early because I'm working sixty-two hours that week anyway. <laughs> hey, you got they me. Approve, they approved me overtime. And I said, that was the stupidest thing you could have ever done. Because <laughs> I'm going to make this guy. I'm working every day next that week. I'm just going to be in there just just chilling. Got to get that uh, paper. Uh, Caleb Truex and Fabiano Pena is the opener, or is the main event. Uh, Jamal James and Mahonri Montez. Willie Monroe against Emmanuel Alim. Uh, Jamonte Clark against Jason Rosario. Uh, El Manta San, Saniones against Levan Gavamichava, I believe is how you pronounce that. Uh, F.A. Ayaba against To Be Announced. Uh, that's uh, Chris Colbert against To Be Announced. Sebastian Fundora against Antonio. Chris Colbert, yeah. Yeah, he was good. Uh, he was he was an entertaining fighter. He was la- he was on there last time, right? Yeah, he was there last time. Uh, Sebastian Fundora against Antonio Ursita Ur- Ursta. Uh, Omar Juarez against To Be Announced. Leon Lawson against Christian Aguirre. F.A. Tobor Apochi versus To Be Announced. And then Celso against To Be Announced. And then uh, plus one more. <laughs> so that's a I lot. Believe- Man, that's a lot of fights. Yeah. Um, that's actually, Vishan just messaged me. It's not him, so okay. He should be calling well, in in like five minutes. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Seven six three, uh, getting on there. But yeah, I mean, there's there's still some tickets left. Um, there's there's still a decent amount of lower level floor seats. Uh, about row nineteen, row fourteen, row thirteen. So not not an inc- not a like a like a giant amount that aren't there. Um, there's still some fifth row seats though. Uh, for those of you that want to get down there. So, I mean, if you can, it was a tremendous show last time. It was well worth your time to go to. Go check it out again. There's a lot of fun boxers from the state that are rocking and rolling, and I'm excited. I'm excited to just see more of them. There's a dude on there you can see who's a giant. He looks like Sagat from Street Fighter. He literally is uh, 6'7", and he fights at 147. <laughs> So that should be exciting. Um, are a lot of these you think kind of just nice wins for the main main acts on the card, which should be good for uh, promotion? Yeah, I mean, that's what I think they're trying to get at. But I think they're also trying to get them in there with, you know, guys who aren't just going to lay down. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it should be an easy it should be an easy win, but it's not going to be, you know, a guy who's going to lay down. Because James is fight um James is fighting a guy 
who I'm what's his Montez? I'm gonna look up his record, but I think he's had some some fights with some decent with some decent guys, and he's like I think he maybe might have um trying to think of some of the names that he's fought when I'm looked up his record, but I'm pulling up now. But he looks like to be a pretty rugged. He's thirty five seven and one scrapper. He looks to be like a pretty rugged like scrapper like type of guy. And he's he's fought uh, Humberto Soto and okay. um, Eric Bonet, Ashley Theo Payne. You know, so he's been in there with some names, and he's a scrapper. So I think that's <laughs> shout out to uh, you know, the kind the of guy PBC that website who has no respect for this guy. By the way, the Mahoney Montez. Um, they have his his K, he's thirty five seven and one. It says two KOs. Um, it says he has zero reach and his age is zero. <laughs> He's a baby. He's not even uh, born yet. So it says spotlight on Jamal James. See profile spotlight on Mahonri Montes. It doesn't even have an option to click. Damn, Dang. disrespected much. Damn. <laughs> I think they meant twenty for knockouts because it says fifty-six percent of his fights. Yeah, I think he has 24 or something. Yeah, I think I'm at two. And um, the guy who uh, the guy who um, Truex is fighting, he's fought like Uzgatugi and um, a couple other, you know, good names at that weight. So, God, he, let's see here. We we may have uh we may have the call back here. Let's give it a whirl. Uh, Vishal, is that you? that back on the mute. I pause. See, I I don't I don't know what his what his contact is, so I'm just gonna throw that band back on mute. Well, uh, we we got the interview coming up here very soon for the people calling in here and that are listening uh, via via phone. So we apologize. It's gonna happen any moment. But uh, yeah, no, it it looks like a fun little show here. I mean, 13 fights for the value of what your ticket is is is. Worth, I mean, that's you know two three bucks a fight depending on your seat. Yeah, and you got some. Some good names too, you know, with Caleb Truex and Jamal James and Willie Monroe is going to be on the card. Uh, Chris Colbert's a good up and coming fighter. You got Vishan, Celso. You have like a lot of the local guys too. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time, a good card. I'm 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 guessing I'm thinking there's going to be I'm guessing there's going to be more than four thousand people at this one like there was at the last one. So. That that should be good because you know each event you you have you want to try and get more people there so. Hmm. Yeah, I I think that's awesome. I I think that is this that is the best part about all of this is the fact that you can tell they're they're definitely stacking the stacking the card more to try to really draw more people and really big you know bring in more names and and. You know, like I like I asked last week when we had uh, uh, Gizzy on. You know, it says there is one more fight to be made. I mean, could they still try to put that Caleb Plant Jose Uzcadegui one fifty four title fight on there? Ooh, that would be that would be huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's unless you know, plus one more fight just means they're going to put one small like four round fight, but. I mean, if you're throwing four shows uh, on TV, I mean, that, that would be your fourth fight. 
Ah, uh, we got another one. I think this might be uh Rashad, is that you calling? Yeah, it is me. Hey, what's going on, sir? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Nah, buddy, yeah. how you doing? Good. I know you guys are hearing about this upcoming fight on the 24th, I believe. You know, um, I'm just ready to get back in there. So, do you know who? Do you know who you're fighting? Yet, uh, they're they're putting in the works right now. Just um, okay. yeah, they're just putting in the works right now. They they trying to give me like you know another tough bout or whatever. But you know, it's I guess the <laughs> the last matchup. You know, I guess um. It probably scared people or whatever. I'm not. I'm not really too sure. Like, I would expecting a, a loss. Everybody would be jumping on, jumping like, "Come on, man! I'll take this guy. I'll take this guy." I, I don't know. I'm just sitting here ready. I'm keeping my mind focused, waiting on the next opponent or whatever. So, you know, you've you've been in training camp and stuff, and you know. Obviously, it's probably going well for you. Is there anything in this training camp that you focused on um, that you maybe haven't focused on before or that you've kind of focused on in a takeaway from your last fight that you've never kind of focused on? Like, is there anything you're doing different this training camp? or? Um, it's always something to work on. You know, um, it's always something like, of of course, keeping my hands up. Uh, my last fight, you know, I I got hit a lot. You know, I, I just I got I got hit with way too many shots or whatever. You know, that that's something that's not normal for me. You know, even in sparring, I barely get hit like that. You know, so it's just being more defensive defensive minded, like how I usually am. You know, and I can't really let these erstwhile freaking matchups, you know, affect me or whatever. I just, I just got to focus on, you know, being better than what I was my last matchup. So um, it's it's just being more defensive. Of course, I've always keep that aggressive, you know, aggressive pace or whatever, and just staying sharp because I felt like I wasn't sharp at all. That last fight, I wasn't sharp, way too sluggish. Uh, my feet was bad. Like I had no feet at all. Um, it's 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 just a million things. You know, it's always something that you have to work on, and, and that's what I just I just I, on this. I'm expecting perfection out of this fight. It, I I know that that's a long stretch, but that's just something what I strive for. You know, for my next one, my next fight, my next fight, my next fight is always something to learn from. Yeah, Are you excited I mean, to to jump in there and just really kind of, all right, this was last time, you know, Minnesota take two. I'm not fighting Sagat from Street Fighter. I'm going in there and I'm going to I'm gonna start bombing on somebody. And I'm really going to make that statement that I, I made, you know, even in the, in the way that the fight went last time. Of course. Man, I want prominence in this, in this sport. I want prominence in this sport. Like, I, I want it all. Like, I don't want to be no local, well-known fighter. I want all of it. 
you know, our, yeah. the titles, the the fame, whatever. I, I want it all. You know, like, I'm ready to, like, crush them. I'm ready to crush them. Like, I saw um, yesterday, I, I, I'm pretty sure you guys saw it. Yesterday, one of my favorite light heavyweights got dethroned, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! We are we're gonna I be talking about that saw, later on. Yeah, uh, I, that fight was very unexpected. I was not expecting that to happen at all. It, um, you know, it, especially because not not to jump into that, but you're so it's like, I think you know you mentioned how crazy it was. I think what caught me off guard because I'm a big I'm a big fan of him too. Is I, I'm assuming we're talking the Kovalev uh, Alvarez fight and. Yeah, what, yeah. When, when you know, Kovalev got into his groove and was really getting back to his dominating crusher form, and then that right hand caught him, and I was like, oh, my God, he's dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, oh, boy. Man, when he got hit with that right hand, he did the piston Honda, like, Mike Tyson's punch out, like, Fall like like scoot with your feet backwards because your balance is off and you're like and your feet are like scooting. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was oh, like, when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, it's it's probably over for. I like it's a it's a done deal. Man, that yeah. that, that ref I, I gave him was... that ref gave him a lot of time too to kind of recover. He gave him a lot of chances to recover, and Alvarez finished him, which was. And the guy had, like, freaking 12 knockouts or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because he he can only punch with two of his knuckles because two of his knuckles are, like, completely destroyed, so he can only use half of his hand. It just – I mean, that's the epitome of he hit him with the right punch at the right spot at the right right time. time. Yeah. Yeah. If this would have been fight night, the screen would have flashed. What? <laughs> oh my god! I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I was I so exactly blah- what like me, me and a buddy. We went to Vegas for the first Kovalev war. And I've been, I, I'm a, a big, a big Kovalev guy, and I was like, all right, you know, time to take this division back over. And then now I know why Adonis Stevenson didn't want to fight a leader Alvarez. Because good god, <laughs> that was nasty. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't realize his hand speed. Like he, he's fast for a big dude. I didn't realize oh, that. Super fast. Uh, and he moves really well. He moves really well too. Like, and he, he has a chin. Yeah. He was taking some shots. Yeah, especially uh, the fourth and fifth round. I think he probably him like kind of being able to withstand. Kovalev coming on like that in the fourth and fifth round, I think, kind of discouraged Kovalev a little bit, you know, because Kovalev really started. I I actually, we're, I'm trying to save this. I'll just I'll save it for later. But but yeah, um, Kovalev was kind of coming on and he withstand withstood it, and I think Kovalev got a little tired. So so yeah, seeing that, seeing that like. I really think he's gonna be a a real huge force in in that weight class. I think he's like after what he did to Kovalev, I, I 
I, I don't know who's next. Like, I don't know who's going to dethrone him. I think he's probably going to be champ for a while. I could be wrong, but beating Kovalev like that, I I don't see nobody else beating Ben Alvarez. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, they, tough. they said Kovalev is probably gonna probably gonna use his rematch clause, so we'll see what happens. But man, that's that's the kind of knockout that changes your life. <laughs> I mean, that was just right. Oh, oh my god! That was um, really sliding back into it here, though, I did want to ask you. You know, obviously, we we know how big that first PBC was at the Armory. It, you know, so many people showed up. It, it went over so well. They're stacking this deck for this this card. Is this one of those things where this is a positive for everybody? You know, especially Minnesota talent, seeing that you know they're, they've put many names on this card as opposed to just you know a couple here and there that that have been on national television and they're really starting to stack this deck. That maybe this is going to start to be you know two to four times a year at the Armory. Yeah, um, I'm not going to say too much, but I'm not saying, but I'm saying it's going to probably be another one or two more before the year's over. That's oh, right. You know, oh. and I'll say this real quick, not not to just, not to not to um, throw things out there, but I said this last week when we had uh, uh, Gizzy on, and he kind of gave me the, where'd you hear this kind of from? And so don't say anything if, if nobody can say anything or talk about it. But I, I heard from a very good source two weeks ago that there are still talks that they may load this up and put the uh, Jose Uzcadegui 154 title defense against Caleb Plant in the show. Have you heard anything about that? Caleb Plant? Uh, this one? He's, he's there was, this there fight, was a right? big talk that they, that they may – they may throw that that IBF title match with uh, Uzkadagi and him on there, which I was like, wow, that's a big fight. Yeah, probably not this card because Caleb broke his hand. Caleb, uh, Caleb Plant broke his hand. Okay, so that's why I haven't seen anything since then. Okay, cool. That answers that question because I'm like, because this was before they added Willie Monroe. So I'm thinking the Willie Monroe thing going on there was – throwing somebody else on there but yeah i mentioned that last week and i got the where did you hear this from and i got really quiet because i was like oh maybe i should have kept my damn mouth shut so i tried to take a much smoother approach this week as opposed to last time with it but yeah it's just it it's i think it's just awesome that that they're adding you know a lot of people on this card which is right you know, makes you guys look even better because now you guys are shining on the big stage with, with you know, world, I mean, William Monroe fought Gennady Golovkin. I mean, that dude's a name because of that. I mean, this is this is a nice, this is, you know, <laughs> no disrespect, but this is a little more, little little bigger than, than Edna Cherry that we had last time. I mean, just saying. Yeah, it Nothing, is. It is. Me personally, so, I think it is. And that's why I think and plus we have a few other, you know, hot prospects that's going to be on the card as well. So um, it's it's definitely going to be an exciting card with so many up and comers, you know, prospects. You know, it's I think this one is definitely going to be 
I mean, you see how how it looked. You saw how the crowd was uh, last time. I think this one's almost ten times better than that one. And the most important thing about it is there's no snow. Yeah. So that's yeah. true. So I think it's I think this one is going to be amazing. Um, depending on how the just the crowd support us, you know, PBC like if, I mean, I know we're going to do great. I know we're going to do great. We just gonna. I just know PVC is gonna like. We're gonna be one of their continuous, you know, uh, venues to where they always showcase their, you know, their their fighters, showcase their cars and stuff. Like I just, I know for a fact that the Armory is gonna be a frequent uh, venue for PVC. You know, and, and putting a putting a card like this, you know, uh, for a, what a few weeks. We got like two and a half weeks left. Yeah, 18 mm-hmm. days or so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what else can the fight fans ask for that's in Minnesota? Like, this is what we've been craving for. This is what we want. Even though I'm a boxer, I am a huge fight fan. Like, some of these people that heard on the car, I'm like, oh, crap. They, I, I can't wait to see these fights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know I have to fight, but I got to see these as well. Yeah. It's you know, Willie Monroe, like, I, I have to see that fight. Yeah. I, I actually I like watching Willie fight, even though he's kind of come up short against Golovkin and um, Billy Joe Saunders. I like his he I like his style fight Billy fighting. Joe's kid. Oh God, did you see that? Did you see that V shot? Billy Billy Joe when Billy Joe's kid like hit him in the lower regions. Oh yeah, at the way that. at the press co- at the weigh in, and then, then the little kid started like dropping f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't hit kids, but man, I probably would have that night. <laughs> oh man, I would have kicked the shit out that little kid. <laughs> man, he got that that dude. I don't know how he did it, but he did a good job that night of not freaking going off on that kid or whatever. Oh probably man, especially when the kid was talking back. Especially when the kid was talking back to him, he was like, "Ah, f you, ah, f you," like swearing and talking back. I would be like, "Little mother." <laughs> so, I got a question. I got a question within a question for you because I didn't really get to ask you this last time you're on, and this kind of intrigues me about you. So, first off, are you a are you a vegan or a vegetarian? Um, pescatarian. I. I eat fish, but not not uh, frequently. Like I don't eat fish all the time. Okay. It's probably maybe two, three times out of the month. Okay. But either than that, yeah, I don't really eat nothing else besides vegan crap. <laughs> so, what, like, when when did you make the change to go more vegan, and like, what caused you to kind of make that change? I seeded on meat, like, probably. I want to say going on five years. Wow. And I have a very close friend. Uh, he told me about it. He's like, "Oh, bro." You know, uh, you should you should try. It. I'm like, what? I'm like, get on my face. No, I love you. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I cannot let go of cheeseburgers. Like, I love 
burgers. <laughs> They're tripping. Get out my face. And so then it just hit me one day. I was like, let me try it. And I kid you not, I just went cold turkey. Oh, it probably, I like a lot of people say that's not good, just going straight cold turkey. But when I did it, I lost like probably 15 pounds in under a month. Dang. I used to walk around uh, 180 pounds. That was my walk around weight. Now I walk around 163, 160 sometimes. So, wow. And it, it was just a dramatic change for me. I, I feel so much energy. Uh, I, f- I feel more healthier. Like, I got, I just, I feel like just more younger, you know, without eating meat. And sometimes every once in a while I'll try it. You know, I'll try some beef. I can't mess with chicken. Like, for some reason, I can't eat chicken. Um, I tr- I'll try beef, you know, like a steak or whatever, and I feel like I'm going to die. So, so it's, I don't, me personally, I just, I don't, I don't advise everybody to do I'm not the type of, type of person that don't eat meat to tell everybody, oh, you should do that. It's disgusting. I don't do it for <laughs> the animals. Like, I don't freaking, like, I don't care about the animals. I can't stand dogs. But no, I just—it's just a—it's just a—it's a health concern, you know. Yeah. It's just—it's just—it's just a health thing for me. Like, that's why I did it. Because you know, there's a big stigma with, you know, athletes, you know, becoming vegetarians and vegans and pescatarians because oh, they're not going to get their protein, you know, because they're not eating meat and they're not going to, they're going to lose their muscle and whatever. So I just, I always find it interesting when I um, kind of stumble across an athlete, you know, who's a, who's a vegan or a vegetarian or a pescatarian because, you know, there is a big stigma attached to it. And a lot of people probably, th- probably think you're weird that you're not eating meat because they're wondering, how you how the hell you get your protein? And they probably are like, dude, you're a professional athlete and you're a vegetarian. You're like pretty much a vegan. That's weird. So I I always <laughs> I always like to hear that and kind of you know pick people's brains on it because I've tried to go vegetarian or vegan before. It lasted about a month, but I couldn't do it. Hopefully one day maybe I'll be able to try it again. But um, yeah, it's always cool because I I believe I believe Gizzy is. He's either some kind of he's either vegan or vegetarian, I believe. I can't quite remember which one, but I know he doesn't really eat meat either. It just it seems like it's one of those things that's kind of picking up with athletes. It's like, what do you to get your protein? You know, like what do you what do you eat instead to get your protein? And like, how do you have to spend extra time with your nutritionist to make sure that you're getting the proper stuff? Because I've heard that sometimes vegetarians can have a hard time because it's they're not eating enough protein or they don't like to eat yeah. the vegetarian things that have protein in them because, you know, who wants to eat a bunch of beans and lentils and barley and <laughs> lentil <laughs> quinoa? <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, said lentils. <laughs> I actually kind of like lentils, yeah, though. That, I like lentils, though, but I like to eat it, it every day. Yeah. Uh, I try to mix. Uh, that's I just I try to mix it up like 
everybody thinks like you just eat raw vegetables all day and stuff. No, I I try to mix it up. See, the the best thing about me is my mom's a master chef, and she taught me how to cook real early, so I know how okay. to cook. Nice. And I just I mix it up. Like I try various things. I don't always try to stay one you know, a consistent thing. Like, I can't eat one freaking thing. Skip that. I just, I don't know. I like, I try beans. I mix it up with rice or whatever. Then I'll try pasta without that. I'll make a pizza without, you know, just cheese or a whole bunch of veggies or whatever. You know, yeah. like, I, whatever that's in the refrigerator, that's what I'm going for. Hey, if you like, if you, li- if you miss so, cheese yeah, burgers, um, if you miss cheese burgers, oh, you know what? do the, do the Beyond Raws. The Beyond Raw Burgers, that's the closest thing you'll get to getting an actual, like, veggie burger that tastes like an actual burger. They're they're good. I, 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 I'm actually getting, I'm trying to get into veggie burgers. Like, this, man, we, I, can, well, I can't believe we're talking about burgers. Try like, the Beyond Raw try, try the Beyond <laughs> Raw ones. They actually... That's, like burgers is my weakness, and pizza. Like pizza and they burgers bleed. is my weakness. Yeah, they bleed like real burgers. They taste like real burgers. They look like real burgers. If it's not the real thing, I ain't gonna eat it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, 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 and there's no soy in it. There's no soy in it, which is good. Because I, if I, I try and avoid soy, but. Yeah, I I just learned like a few years ago that guys eat soy or whatever contributes to boobs. You don't want to you don't want to get moved. And I was drinking <laughs> soy milk for like two years straight until somebody Ooh. told me that. So let let me let me ask you this here real quick because this is something that bo- that that boggled my mind and I didn't I didn't want to cut you guys off but. Uh, I will smash anything to work on my dad bod, so I don't care about nutrition. So I'm just going <laughs> to jump right with that. Um, now, if I remember right, uh, you, you fought at 147 last time, right? Um, 147? Was was that fight with Fudor I... at 147? Oh, no, 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 no. We didn't fight at 147. Um, we fought at 154. Okay, so when you're walking around 180, 185 pounds, did you have to cut 31 pounds to get to 154? Yeah. Holy fuck it. That's the big takeaway I look at is by cutting 17 pounds like that, you know, off of your normal, that's got to be draining to have to lose that for a fight. It is. It's and you know, well actually so like that was like when I was walking around one eighty, like I said, that was like five years ago. I was much younger. You know, when I was a te- when you're a teenager, like twenty yeah. pounds is nothing. In two <laughs> two, three days is nothing. Yeah. But like but like now eh, you know it's you know, and like I was thinking about stuff like that. You know, like I don't want to be drained and exhausted for a fight because I had to fight to make weight. Even though, like ironically, like I walk around sixty two, sixty three, 
Um, I kind of did that fight in my last fight before that. Um, I just I didn't want it to do that. Like I don't know how Jared Hurd and Charlos and uh, Errol Spence. I don't know how them guys do it. Like you know, them guys walk around one eighty, one ninety, and then they're they be at one fifty four. But I, I guess like you know, they you know they train all the time. You know so. They train all the time, you know, they got all the stuff that they need and they have like months ahead of time to fight. You know, when it's when it's guys yeah. like us, you know, we we still have to work and stuff and we you know, we gotta take time off or whatever. We don't have the right nutritionist or whatever. But if I'm walking around with, like when somebody told me, like uh, a guy one of my friends told me Errol Spence walks around 180, and the reason why he makes 147 because he's always training. I mean, he he don't have to work. You know, uh, mm-hmm. he was one of the lucky. He was one of the lucky fighters to where you know he was taken care of, and he can train as much as he wants to. You know, that's how he makes 147. I'm like, shit. Excuse my French. If I walk around 160 and this guy walks around almost 200 pounds, I should be at like 140. <laughs> <laughs> like I should make 140 easily. But like I guess that comes in a time when I ha- when I'm in that position to where I could not have to work. Maybe I'll think about it. Maybe I'll think about you know going out of 140. You know why yeah. not? And you're right. That's the, that's the big difference too. Is you know when when you can't wake up and spend twelve hours a day at the gym, and then have your in house cook cooking your dinner, only to you know you know what I mean, r- rinse and repeat seven days a week. That's a big difference, you know. And that's why like I was asking about the weight thing because I you know I was gonna say man kudos to you but that must suck that you know you <laughs> you you gotta go that far with. <laughs> With, you know, a schedule that doesn't necessarily allow you to do nothing but this. So that was, right. that's, I just blew, because, I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, I weigh 215 and I'm five foot seven. It takes me, you know, I mean, I could go run two miles and I might cut three pounds and I'm excited. And then after that, I'm done. I'm not trying, I don't know how I'm going to cut 33 yeah. pounds in like a month. Like it doesn't. I just it blows my mind just thinking Diet. about I, I wow well, I wish one day one day Elijah I'm gonna look like a a physical specimen like you are um, <clears throat> for the time I'm gonna continue to have to arch when I uh, to make sure I am aiming correctly when I pee so I can see over my gut so <laughs> I, I, I will one day get that one day I'm gonna when we move into this new house I'm gonna get like a I don't know. I want to get one of those things called the Jacob's Ladder or something like that, where you got to climb this ladder thing that keeps moving oh, yeah. and moving. I want one yeah. of those. Those are. I have one of those at my gym. I should try and use that thing. I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna turn into a Greek god. And then I'm gonna come on here and just laugh at everybody. Like you remember me? <laughs> <laughs> you remember me? You used to make I fun like of me. <laughs> I so, climbed. Better while watching TV. I got Get one it. more question for you, Vishan. Yeah. So, 
I, I want to get your take on this because this is a hot one, a hot, hot one in boxing right now. What do you think about Mikey Garcia saying he wants to move up to challenge Errol Spence for for uh, for a fight? Because if that happens, that that'll be a, that'll be a huge fight, and I just I want I want your I, I just want to see what you think about it because man, that's like a a boxing fan's dream fight there. The the huge plight to that topic here is he better quit. Because I don't know what the heck he was thinking when he said he'll fight Earl Spence at 147. Like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to be realistic. Mike Garcia is, is amazing. He's, he's amazing. Like, he... His preeminence at one, what, what, 140, 135? is where he's got two straps. 135, yeah. Yes, like, he's there. But 147? Earl Spence? Like, Mikey Garcia is, like, freaking 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, Earl Spence is, what, he's probably my height. I'm 5'10", maybe 5'9", five, five, and he has a speed, he has the power. I mean, he he doesn't have the the exact you know uh, uh, accuracy and precision the way that you know the the you know he calculates his his punches you know at, you know right just like Mikey Garcia. But one thing that I I give about Earl Spence, he does not quit. You know he he keeps he keeps bum rushing. He he's so powerful. He just he's He's a brute force, and like I said, he walks around 180. You know, so <laughs> I'm, it's, it's like that's like an old muscle figure. If you remember those like plastic, yeah, they didn't move. The wrestler guys, it's like a muscle. One of those guys, it's, it's like a brick shit house, just standing there. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and the thing of that I'm thinking of. If Mikey hit him with one of his hard shots, would he even do anything to Earl Spence? Because, like, Earl Spence, he spars one of the Charlos. So if you yeah. spar in char- one of the char- if you spar one of the Charlos all the time, and then you and then you wind up getting to a fight with a guy that's coming up from 135, it's like, will it do anything to you? Will this, like, fight be... I don't know, because when you... When you think about it, Pacquiao did dominate Oscar. You know, but that's just one of them fights you just have to see. Yeah. Like, I think about I think about it so much like would this just be a complete blowout or would Mikey Garcia like surprise the world? Would he shock the world? It's just one of them fights, it's one of them dream fights you have to see. Like you just can't say nothing. You just have to see it. You know, you, you know, mentioned mentioned Mikey and and the Pacquiao thing and as good as Garcia is I think the Pacquiao thing is a good point because the difference is Manny Pacquiao is like a once in a lifetime generational yeah, guy yeah. Do that. and even at 135 Mikey Gar- I mean like I think the one thing that maybe helps Mikey is he already looks like he's pushing that 135 threshold where I think he could make the weight and not struggle because he doesn't you know nothing is Mikey Garcia but he doesn't have the 
ideal, I want that guy's body for a fight. You know, he just, he looks like a, it's a dude. And he's so skilled that, I don't know, maybe, maybe he's already walking around 150, 155 as it is. But I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, but, but, you know, you bring up the Manny thing and that completely changes my thought. Because once again, Manny is Manny and that's not something that comes around. My, yeah, my thing dude. is this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll jump in. in yeah, and, and like, uh, Manny, he just, he was just naturally gifted. He had, like, everything. And the thing about Garcia, yeah, he he does, like, that the body he has, it, it's not really appealing or whatever. Uh, he doesn't have the naturally gifted you know, traits that you'll see from, like, Floyd, Floyd or, uh, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. He's not very fast. He's not, you know, physically powerful. But one thing that he does have is amazing timing, and he has, like, phenomenal skill. He just, he's very skilled. You know, and, and that's one thing that a lot of other fighters, and especially this generation, lacks. They lack pure skill. They they lack the the ability of, you know, actual boxing. Most of these other guys just will determination, train very hard, and, you know, relentlessness. But this guy, he has an IQ, like a very high IQ. So that's one thing that he does have over Earl Spence is a very high IQ. Yeah, and I was gonna kind of, I like, I kind of feel the same way with you. Like, I think Spence wins just because he combines the crazy gifted athleticism with, you know, with skill. Another thing that Errol Spence is really good at too is he's a really good body puncher. And yeah. um, you know, the fight still intrigued me, like you said though, just because even though Spence. Had, combines like the physical aspects with the technical skill. He might not be quite as technical as Mikey Garcia. He's still like one of the better technical fighters out there, but he also has that <laughs> off the charts athleticism and he's the bigger dude. So right. I think he beats Mikey Garcia, but the fight still intrigues me because Mikey Garcia is probably the smartest, one of the smartest, if not the smartest boxer like out there with mm-hmm. like his adjustments and just kind of his timing and just knowing how to, how to box. So it intrigues me, but I still think Errol Spence wins just cause he's a more gifted guy, but I just wanted to get your opinion on it and your take on it from someone who's actually in the sport, see what they think. So. Yeah. And this is, and I'm trying to be as very unbiased as possible. Like, I try not to be unbiased when when it comes down to that question because I actually like both of them. This is just something that I have to see. I just have to see that fight. Yeah, me too. I'm geeked for it. So hopefully it happens. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun little fight. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on once again. I cannot wait to see you fight on the 24th. I'm excited. Uh, Plug everything you got once again for all of our listeners that maybe didn't catch you last time you were on so they can uh, be in the know about Mr. Owens. 
Mr. Owens. Oh, I Mr. Owens. Can't get enough of that. No, yeah, I was just saying, just plug plug everything you got, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, you know, everything that, that you know, you want, you'd want everyone to catch up and make sure they're, they're keeping up on you. Oh, um, yeah, my Facebook is Vishon Owens. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, V-S-O-P Owens. Yeah, V-S-O-P is the liquor bottle. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't even drink. Uh, <laughs> um, I have a Snapchat, but I just... Oh, crap. What is my Snapchat? Don't worry about Snapchat. Just, just be Sean Owens and V-S-O-P. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's, keep on keep in touch with me. Uh, I'm I'm promoting the match out of this fight. It's gonna be like I said. You you guys don't miss it. Don't miss. We'll it. be there. Um, oh yeah. You know like it's. I I just I just know this one is gonna be amazing. And of course I'm not fighting Slender Man again. So you guys will have to work. Slender <laughs> Man, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Are you gonna do the? Are you gonna do the like the the UFC or the New Japan Pro Wrestling? And after the after the fight, you're like Fedora, you're dead. I'm coming for you. And you, you're gonna call him out for a rematch. <laughs> I like, Bite the microphone. You know, like, I, crazy to say, I really do want a rematch, but I will wait on it. We'll wait down the line, you know, probably a mandatory or a title shot. I'll I'll wait on it, but I do want a rematch. I really do. I don't know if they'll allow it when we're sitting in uh in the the that media section, Elijah. But I'm gonna sneak a like a a, a sign like a wrestling show into my suit coat, and I'm gonna pull it out, and it's just gonna say Slender Man on it. I'm gonna hold that thing up during the fight. Oh. Hey, you know what's even crazier? I forgot to throw this in there. There was word that he's actually going to be on this card as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah and we're going to be in the same. We're going to be in the same dressing room. So that's that's, that's going to be funny. You got to get out there, I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. Throw a towel in the ring, and I'm gonna start banging on the can, and then I'm gonna get tased and arrested and kicked out. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I get him. And they're gonna like get this, and Elijah, you're gonna be on your own after that. Thankfully, it's not snowing, so I won't get thrown out in the cold. I can fly. Oh my god, (laughs) that drive was terrible. (laughs) It was. Oh man, that's gonna be awesome! I can't wait. Thanks again for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, we'll see you at the fights August twenty fourth. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see thanks you guys there. We'll be yes, there. Thanks for coming on, Vishan. Always, ladies and gentlemen, ready to take out. I'm telling you, needs to come out like it's a New Japan show after the after the main event. Why you guys put me in the ring with? Why you guys put me in the ring with Dimitri Bivol's half brother? 
<laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm taking the victory. I am going to snap you in half. Ah, and then Vishant, Vishant's going to attack the attack the truck that that uh, <laughs> Fundara's on with like with a with a, a pl- with a dolly cart and like throw it through the window like Conor McGregor. Ah, what you trying to me? And real and run out the back like like they did. <laughs> oh man, awesome interview. Always a pleasure having him on. Uh, let's yes, break. We come a great back. Interview. These HBO fights. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one that on Saturday went. Oh no, when uh that right hand connected in the eighth round of the main event. There, <laughs> dude. He literally he literally looked like on that first knockdown. He looked like. Piston Honda when Piston Honda's like scooting back after you like n- like knock him down like scooting backwards before he falls and I just got the like <laughs> like the like feet noise in my mind and I'm like oh god that scared me I was ah uh, I you know like I said though I know you got some negative I got some positive so I can't wait to talk about this we're gonna hit this break we'll be right back standing eight count most people would consider this illegal 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 what was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Hey, Alex Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to The Pop Culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy, Dub. One half of Standing Eight Count Radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look into the local Minneapolis, Minnesota boxing scene? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the street science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate.
Cena? Dude, that's what I was just going to say. I never realized how much that sounded like the beginning of John Cena's song. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa. That was tight. That was but uh, some MO you never heard of MOP? Oh yeah, I've heard of Andy Up. I feel like uh I yeah. feel like I wanna punch somebody as I hear that. That's why I put it on there, man. Get damn fool. Kidnap that fool <laughs> Get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> and then and then he comes out with the John Chena. Abadu John Abadu John Chena. Yeah, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what uh, Santino used to call him, John, John Chena. That's funny. <laughs> you know, I was looking at this too, and I, I totally blanked. I was going to ask him, and I didn't. But ESPN, if you go into their schedule, um, and you look at the the, the Minneapolis card, it has on here. Uh, Vishon Owens versus Tubi announced six or eight rounds junior middleweight, which is 140. Oh, wow. So either they're that, so they may be wrong. I was going to ask him, I wanted to be like, Hey, how's it feel to be on ESPN.com? You're on the same ESPN. thing as, uh, uh, Poppy. What's that dude's name? Uh, the guy from Dan Lebertard. Oh, um, Poppy. I think, I think his name is just Poppy. <laughs> He's like Dan Lebertard. Dan Lebertard show. The radio. <laughs> Dan Lebertard. ESPN.com. Dan Lebertard. <laughs> radio show. <laughs> and who's the other? Stugatz. That's the other guy. Stugatz. Um, let, so let's go to the, the undercard fight first. Dimitri Bivol. Isaac I just want a disclosure. I just want to make uh, a disclosure here. I'm not necessarily disappointed in how um, I don't really have anything negative in how Kovalev performed. It's more negativity of just his attitude in general. And like I said, I'll get into that more when we talk about the fight, but my my negative is not about the way he fought. So I just wanted to kind of put even, that out there. I didn't even see anything attitude-wise that he did, so this intrigues me because I didn't... Not, not during didn't, the fight. Not during the fight, just something, something earlier that I, I saw earlier in the week, but... Yeah, we'll but get into go, it. That intrigues me way more than the Bivol fight. Okay. So you want me to just go into that now? Yeah, let's just talk to Mandarin first. Okay, so I I read an article on ESPN about how Kovalev was... He just felt like he was blaming everything on, on John Jackson about his two losses to Ward. And, you know, he... he kind of, like, he, to me, he's never really kind of just come to grips with that. Yeah, the first fight could have went either way, but the second fight, Ward beat me. And he's like, I feel like he's blaming everybody else, you know, saying his training wasn't good and yada, 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 this and that. And then, you know, with Ward, he kind of wore down. You know, the two fights against Ward, he kind of started off fast and, you know, was good up until about round five or six, and then he kind of wore out. And yep. we've seen it happen this fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... That's exactly what happened so, at the end there. So, you, so this obviously is not a problem with John Jackson or whoever else was training him before. This is something I, that's starting to become an issue for Kovalev. And I just... I feel, I've, I've kind of always felt that he's just... His, his attitude is kind of just to blame everybody else and to not just 
not kind of just take a loss like a man. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I lost, and I have to do better. You know, I just, I just feel like he kind of just cops out that way. But, I mean, even more after seeing this fight, I, even more after I read that article before the fight, I'm just like, oh, God. And then now after seeing him kind of wear down again, I'm like, oh, man. Like, I'm just like, oh, God. Now I just really, just really dislike this guy. And that's that's all I that's all I have to say about that. So, whatever you have, whatever you think about that, or whatever you want to say about that, go ahead. But that's just that's just the negative thing that I had to say. It had nothing I, to do with how he fought. Yep. Well, and I would I would almost that was part of my positive that I was gonna say is, as opposed to when when you know he's he's beefing with his trainer and he pissed and bitched and moaned and took a knee and sat down like a punk against Andre Ward. He got up like not a lot of guys are going to get up and try to fight three knockdowns off like he did against uh, Alvarez there. And I I looked at that as a positive compared to the John Jackson, whereas Jackson, he he drops and he's just whining and yelling at the corner. And I I was, I I credit him for actually getting back. I didn't think he should have got up after the second one let alone yeah. getting up and trying again and then eating that third one. Um, and I, so I, I agree with that. I, like I that, agree with that. that. I, sorry, go ahead. No, My bad. Go. No, you're good. I, I, I agree with all that. I just, I, I have no problems with the way he fights. It's just how he conducts himself like after the fights. When, but I didn't, like, so, I don't think he did anything after this fight though. Like he did the last no. time. No, no, no. He did. He didn't this time. I didn't even watch the like post fight stuff because I was trying to f- fit other stuff in. But I'm just saying, just after reading the article and seeing him kind of wear wear out in the second half of the fight again, like he has been lately, I just was like, dude, you know, come on, man. But but no, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything after this fight that made me do it. But when he was like blaming John Jackson and stuff before the before this fight, and I read the article before this fight, I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. And, so. and he was doing before this fight with, with changing trainers, you know, like, I don't, I just, I don't think those two liked each other, and I, I mean, it's, I know, I know he complained a lot during the ward stuff, but him, him complaining about the former trainer as he changed is, I mean, it's something that, like, I mean, look at Rigondeaux, he just bitched about Rock Nation to the point that they ruined his career and he just quit Rock Nation and blamed them yeah. for for him not fighting. Like, I I almost have just become desensitized where that's just what everybody does when they switch. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I I I, I don't think he had any reason to continue to bring it up and blame him in in what you read. I agree with that. I think that's petty and there's no point to it. But I think people got to know nowadays when you're you know if you're analyzing and reading this stuff. Everybody says that. Like everybody, when they change, they look at look at when um, James Kirkland he blamed Ann Wolf for bad training and it didn't work and he changed trainers and it didn't matter. Still got his well, ass I mean, kicked. She had she had him fighting at his best. That was dumb of him. Yeah, but it, you know, it's agreed, agreed. But it's you know, it's just one of those things where it's you know somebody gets bitter nowadays and in the world of social media and having the opportunity to do interviews you're going to just take shots at people because it's that's just how everyone is and it's it's yeah. overall i think it's stupid and i'm with you on that aspect 
But I think, I mean, after the fight, he said, I'm okay, I'm fine, thanks for everybody who, who asked about it. You know, the better man won. And that yeah, was what all said. That's that's um, not that that's I didn't see that and I didn't think he did anything cr- like crazy like right after the fight so I just the the article just the article and the way he lost just kind of put some sour like a sour taste in my mouth like dude you're really gonna blame your trainer when you know it maybe might have to do with your conditioning and you're not getting yourself conditioned mm-hmm. enough or maybe you're not working as hard as you could have been or or you used to work you know I so that's just my, that was just my thoughts about it. that was just my negativity mm-hmm. on Kovalev up to this fight and kind of after the fight but I have no negativity about how he fought and like how he conducted yeah. himself or what he did after the fight so yeah no I, I hear you I hear you um, Kovalev was up on most cards 59-55 uh, winning all but one round, uh, that that shot there was the you know a jab uppercut right after he got up he unleashed a combination Kovalev went down a third time, uh, you know I mean it was it was brutal he almost made it out of the round and you know I don't know if that would have made a difference, um, you know the, the Kathy Duva uh, Kovalev's promoter. Uh, said he has the rights to rematch for his contracts, but she's unaware unaware if he would seek it or unsure if he's going to seek it right away. Although Kovalev was in control through the sixth round, she said she was concerned. She said Sergey was way ahead, but I think he seems to gas out after six rounds. Um, that was the magic round with Andre Ward in the first fight when he gassed. I assume he got tired. I was very happy with how the fight was going, but I kept saying to Kovalev's manager, let's get past the six and I'll relax, but you saw what happened. Um I don't want to take anything from what Alvarez accomplished. Sergey was dominating, and Alvarez came back and stopped him. That was a pretty impressive accomplishment. Sergey was fighting brilliantly for six rounds, but he gassed out. So this is this is becoming the trend. Um, you know, he he just he just he overdoes it. It seems like he he gets the second. It seems like lately he gets anyone in any bit of trouble. We saw it with twice with Ward. Um, once, you know, and not the second time really putting Ward in trouble, but we saw in the first, you know, three rounds or so, he's, he gets any type of opening, he lands punches, and he just gasses, he just goes. And, you know, I don't know if that's because he's losing his power with age, and he he's just continuously going for it, and it's, he's just burning himself out, or... You know, if this is the end of Sergey Kovalev, I, you know, I think usually your power is like one of the last things to go. Like your your speed and your stamina usually, you know, start to kind of erode a little more than your power does. So I think it maybe because before the Ward fights, he was like high activity pressure, skilled pressure fighter and. You know he didn't wear down. It didn't seem like, like mm-hmm. he like he is starting to now. So I don't like I said. I don't know if he's not training hard enough, or if he just is losing stamina as he ages. You know it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to maintain that that style of of fighting yeah. as you get older. The in your face pressure. You know always well, especially being on fighting top at one seventy five too. I mean it's yeah. not like he's. 
You know, they're carrying a lot more weight around. You know, and that's the yeah. one thing, too, that I – I mean, he said his ultimate downfall after the first Ward fight is he was so mad about the decision that he overworked himself and, and burned himself out for the second fight. And you could tell, you know, halfway through that fight, it was a different Kovalev than the first Kovalev-Ward fight. And, you know, he, he finished Shabransky in two rounds to get that belt back. He went the distance with Chalemba, but it's not like – anything was major after the first few rounds. And we saw here again with Leader Alvarez. I mean, Leader Alvarez is a great fighter, but Kovalev was, was handling him without a problem. I had it 58, 56. I had, I had it three, two, as opposed to four, one. I couldn't believe Letterman's card. I had it three, three, actually. I had it three, three up to the. Yeah. Well, there was only, they only scored, yeah, they scored six rounds. But that's, that's the one, I, or no, I had it 4-2. I had it 4-2. I had it 58-56. But if you look at the judges' scorecards, they all only gave uh, Alvarez one round just like Letterman did. Yeah, I, I thought the judges It was all 59-55. And I, because I, I, I gave the, the second and the third to Alvarez, and I gave the other four to Kovalev. Um, but I could see how somebody would give the third to Kovalev instead of Alvarez. So, I mean, I wasn't against it, but, I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. I thought Alvarez uh, was blocking a lot of a lot of Kovalev's headshots that he was throwing. That yep. They maybe thought were scoring. I thought that a lot of those were being blocked. But, you know, you it was Kovalev. a good fight. No, I just... I'm just kidding. Even Kellerman was Kellerman was saying was thinking the same thing that I was thinking. Yep. Yeah, I remember Kellerman said that he didn't agree with the uh, with Letterman. Uh, but you know, he was doing the right things at least in the judge's mind. And he, you know, he's winning the yeah. fight. And then, you know, and it's, you know, and that that was one of the things too. Alvarez doesn't have the power because he only has two knuckles. Doesn't have the four. But I tell yeah. you what, man, you time a punch like that, that perfect, I don't care who you are. <laughs> I mean, that even, was nasty. The second punch, the second punch, or the in the second Kovalev-Ward fight, the punch that really hurt Kovalev was a perfectly timed right hand. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, that just landed, like, on the money, and that's what did it in the second Ward that really... Heard Kovalev in the second Ward Kovalev fight, and he Ward's not a, a superpower puncher by any means, you know. So, I get another thing you could say too is Kovalev had the bad fortune of getting hit by two like pinpoint like perfect shots like right in the in the in the face. Yeah, and that's the one thing too. It seems like Kovalev is a hundred percent able to control anybody he fights. Until he eats that counter. I mean, you look at the scorecard, you know, and that's the one thing when uh, Lampley said too, and you know, he's, and, and I didn't even think about it is you look at these three losses. He was up on these scorecards until something like this happened where he yeah. ate just the most perfect shot and it changed the entire fight of all three of them. And this was no different. I mean, this one, and this was a definitive, like, like I said, I gave him kudos for getting back up. I couldn't believe he got up the second time, but Man, he just, I mean, Alvarez, he, Alvarez did the opposite of what King Kong did with Wilder. I'll, I'll say that. He, uh, yeah. he pounced on him. That was smart. And, you Seems know, kudos shame. to him. 
And, you know, I look at, I, like I said, that was my positive that I had. But I also, you know, I give positive kudos to Leader Alvarez now because if I'm Alvarez, I'm, I'm looking at Adonis Chickenson going, I, I knew you didn't want to fight me because I was going to beat your ass, you puss. Yeah. You know, and now I think, I think through all things being said, the thing that I, I wanted to bring up about the 175 is, I think I think if Kovalev invokes his rematch, I think it's going to be a big fight. I think it's going to do better than this fight did. Um, I think it, you know, whether he wins or loses, I think Kovalev looks looks okay coming out, going back at it and giving it another shot. I think Alvarez looks good for dethroning Kovalev. Um, you know, once Ward left the division and it looked like Kovalev was taken back over, and I think. The positive for me is this makes Stevenson look even worse. Yeah, because I mean they were even talking about an HBO. Guy. Yeah, like he 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 do he won't fight the guy, ducked him for five years or whatever. Kovalev steps up and says, "Screw it, I'll fight you." May the best man win. I mean, you know, to me that makes me happy. That Chickenson looks like a punk even worse now, because I can't stand yeah. that dude. I, they they were they were taking funny like jokes and shots at, at Stevenson too, like on HBO, like I think Glampley or someone said, well, you know, you got the fighting champion Stevenson who, who like has turned this guy down like five times or something. Like just like, they're making like little subtle jabs at Stevenson a few times, which I, which I kind of got a kick out of. But I mean, we see, we see, we see why, we see why Stevenson didn't want to fight a leader Alvarez because leader Alvarez, uh, a leader Alvarez would beat him. I just that is that's just it is what it is. He knows does that. Steve, does Stevenson want to hang with him? Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, you're 100 percent right, and that's I think it's the truth. Do you do you think Stevenson now goes and tries to fight Kovalev after he's been beaten three times and wounded, and then go try to defeat him and then be like, look what I did, look at me. I don't know. I think I think he'll probably try and uh, have uh, Dominic Brazil come down, drop down to light heavyweight, and fight him. No, I'm kidding. I I'm just making up something John stupid. Pascal. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll 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 defend he'll he'll defend his title against John Pascal. You know, you know, and that's uh, is who is he supposed to be defending against now? Doesn't I think he have and Badu a Jack are having a rematch? Well, he said no to Badu Jack. I have he no said idea. no to a Badu Jack rematch. Him again. I just beat him. Oh, God, he's a scrub, dude. <laughs> and it, oh, it's sad too because he, it, it's sad too because he's not like a scrubby fighter. He just doesn't like to take chances. It's really annoying. He's he's a puss. He's a puss bullet. Puss bucket. It, that's a, he's the epitome of what we complain about with boxing. When you know, we, we you look at, and that's the one thing that I that I, I praise the 175 division. If you look at in the last, you know, going going on two years this November, we got we got Kovalev and Ward fought twice. Whether whether it did a lot or not, Kovalev fought a leader Alvarez. Dimitri Bivol's talking about fighting a leader Alvarez. You know, Chalemba's up there still fighting cats. Better Beav's out there. So we got a lot of guys that are actually going and fighting while this dude just hibernates in, in Montreal. Like, so as bad as he is, the rest of the division isn't letting him bring it down. 
Oh. This, is, this will never happen. This will never happen, but just do a tournament. Throw all those guys in the tournament. That'd be fun. Yeah. Do a 175 Super Series and see if he'll go in there. He won't go in there anyway. Unless Bonfire is in there. I will decline my my number one seed. I do not have time. Unless, unless I get to fight Fonfara every time. Fonfara, <laughs> Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. He's got me in there. I only want the best. He fights them. The I forgot though. He is defending the title on November third against Alexander Vodzik. He's fighting Vodzik. Yeah, it's it's like you can oh, either leave okay. it. Jack, you gotta fight a leader, or you're fighting Vodzik. Why? And he picks Vodzik out of the bunch. That's interesting. Yep. Vodzik so gonna pummel him. I oh, I hope so. I hope so. I'll be sitting there with a bag of popcorn like that Michael Jackson meme, <laughs> <laughs> popping the popcorn in excitement. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where we go next. Obviously, Dimitri Bavol on the undercard. Um, at a, at a good-looking show, the first three rounds, he was destroying Chalemba. Chalemba kind of came back. You know, they, I mean, I think they said Chalemba didn't land a punch until, like, the fifth round, like a clean punch. Yeah. yeah. Which is bad, but Bivol showed that he is, you know, it made me realize that he is young, young. Like, he's not, you know, he's still, he's still a little rough around the edges, but... I'm so confident that this dude is going to be a bad dude and a badass player for 15 years in this division barring an injury. Oh man, he's he's tremendous talent. He has all the physical abilities that a lot of like those Eastern European fighters they say don't have. Like he's got great foot speed, he's got great hand speed. He's very technically sound. He's a very good defensive fighter. Um and he's got punching power. So I mean, he's got all the tools, and I'm not take I don't take anything away from him or have any like doubts on how good he is going to be because he didn't because Isaac Chalemba lasted with him because that's just what Chalemba does. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one 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 thing I take away from that fight is Chalemba is usually the tricky guy that fighters have to try and solve because he's kind of. He's kind of awkward. He's kind of tricky. He's very slick for a guy his size, and he's just kind of an unorthodox like fighter. And Bivol like actually kind of had him out of his game like right away, whereas he's usually able to kind of stay like hang with these guys and kind of get them out of their games, and then the guys finally adjust to him and like pull away. But it seemed like Bivol is just on him the entire fight, and Chalemba was a guy that was trying to figure out Bivol, so I, I, I think I think it was a very good showing by Bivol, so. Mm-hmm. And Chalemba's been a name, like a, a tough fighter for years, too, and, yeah, I, you know, I, I think he deserves the credit for that, too. Uh, uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I don't know... I think in a perfect world, I want to see Kovalev rematch Alvarez, and I want to see Bavol take another fight before fighting Alvarez. I want to see Bavol and Better BF fight. Holy crap. <laughs> Let the two young guys kind of go in there and see who's the better of the young guys, and then put them up 
against one of the big names. Here's here's your perfect world to what you said with the tournament. Adonis Stevenson finally, like, you know, okay, something happens, whatever. He finally agrees to fight Kovalev because he sees Kovalev as a beaten man. Kovalev beats him, okay? Now we have the Kovalev-Elvarez unification rematch, and then we have the Bilbo-Barabia of unification, and then we have the two winners. Okay. But I just, I, I don't know if there's enough time left for that, because it all depends on what happens with, with and maybe Gvodzik, just Paul Stevenson and Gvodzik goes, I'll go fight Alvarez. I'm surprised because I thought Volzig was moving up to heavyweight, or that's Usig that's moving up to heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, Usig's going up there. I always get Usig and Volzig mixed up. They're both a couple Alexanders, that's why. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, kudos, by the way, to. Uh, for Bivol's sake, the, the comparisons he was getting was awesome. You know, they were saying, we haven't seen a guy with speed like this at 175 since Roy. Since Roy. I know, that's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you watch him. God, there was a lot of the, We had two. We had four of the top ten on this card. That's awesome. Kovalev, Bivol, uh, Alvarez, and then Marcus Brown fought uh, Lennon Castile on the undercard, too. So they they're really throwing them on there. Better be of October sixth against Callum Johnson, and then November third is uh, Adonis Stevenson and Alexander Vodzik. Vodzik. I wanted to bring this up to you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of this uh, this Dazen app? D A Z N. It's D A Z N. No, I haven't. So. It's this like ultimate fight app is what it's called. It's ten bucks a month, and they have they're showing all these boxing and Bellator and all these kind of cards like this. Um, and I'm looking at it in September. I think there's is there two in September on this thing. Let me let me pull this up. So uh, we got September 22nd um, and October 6th they have boxing on both of these shows or on their, their network. This would be worth a subscription. September 22nd, we get the Anthony Joshua, Alexander Povetkin fight on there. It's not going to be on Showtime. Interesting. Um, and then we go to October 6th. We're getting the shows in Chicago. We're getting uh drill, big baby Miller in a fight. We're getting Katie Taylor's next title defense. Uh, she's taking on Cindy Serrano. Jesse Vargas is is fighting somebody, and then we also get the Archer Better Be of Callum Johnson fight for Better Be of's title. Wow, I might have to do like a trial or something for that. Yeah, but they also show they got Bellator on here. Um, Bellator two hundred five is on there. Bellator two hundred six has Rampage against Vandalay and Musashi against Rory McDonald. Uh, oh God. Bellator two hundred eight has Fedor versus Chell Sonnen. Oh God! <laughs> are we are we in 2012 yeah. right now? I don't know. It's you can watch this on a Roku, Apple TV, a Fire TV, on your mobile tablet, on computer, and you can also download this app on your Xbox One or PlayStation Four. Wow! I might have to subscribe to that. 
Speaking, uh, did, you, did you hear the big? I just like we're. I just want to jump in quick, since since we mentioned the little MMA. Did you see the big fight that got announced? No. Well, real real Conor quick. Last thing I have on this. Okay, um, sorry. They're, they're showing they're showing Bellator, but they're also showing all the matchroom boxing stuff, which is the Eddie Hearn stuff, and it's also going to show all the walk, world boxing super series stuff. Ooh, wow. Okay, I think you might have sold me. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Like, holy cow! Yeah, the the Habib and uh, McGregor fight. Oh man, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I I will I'm, actually I will watch that. I'm go, I'm going Habib. I want Habib to win. Uh, oh, H- H- me too. I think Habib. I think Habib will beat him with his style, but I'm still it's intrigued by it. It's it's just like a Floyd Mayweather fight. It's. You know, these guys are so good at selling these. McGregor, you see McGregor and you watch a promo video with him and you're like, holy crap, I can't wait to see this, whether you like the guy or not. It's like a Floyd thing. You know, it's there's some guys that are just good at that. And, I mean, he's good at it. <laughs> well, know, I, mean, I don't want him to win. In the, octagon, in the octagon, McGregor is good. I may not like yeah. him as a person, but he is a he's a hell of a fighter in the octagon. He's and, he's He's what what like we said with the Charlos and, and Floyd and stuff where he backs it up. He's not he's not some of these guys who run their mouth and they get their ass kicked. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what makes him intriguing, you know? Like you said but he's man He's fighting a guy who who freaking wrestled bears as a kid. Yeah, I know. I and, and I love how he just looks like some dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a hell of a fight. Um, I actually did you I I uh, I, uh, I streamed those fights last night. Did you watch those? I, I didn't get the the TJ Dillashaw Cody Garbrandt. I didn't, but I really wanted to watch that because I like I like watching both those guys fight. And I, I saw that Dillashaw knocked him out in the first round, but but man, like he, I wish I would have caught it. Hold on. Yeah. I, see. And Garbrandt's a guy that I will equate to exactly what we just said about the McGregors and stuff. Garbrandt runs his mouth so much, and he's just got his ass kicked again. Yeah. I, I don't Cody Garbrandt. I can't stand yeah. that dude. I like watching the fight, but... Yeah, yeah he, I, I, I can I see... I, I just think he finally found <laughs> someone who's better than him and TJ Dillashaw. And you know the kind of guys that piss me off in these sports. And that is Cody Garbrandt is the epitome of a guy that just pisses me off. But, hey man, I'm gonna beat <laughs> your ass, it's snake, brah. You're dead. Like no, DJ Jones shot beat your ass <laughs> even quicker. Again, what blew my mind was Demetrius Johnson lost. He, I didn't even see that he lost. He yeah. lost. So uh, three to rounds who? to two. Uh, Henry Cejudo. Oh man! Uh, Johnson got the first round, and then he took like the second, third, and fifth. He just he he's you know he's a little bigger, and he just got on top of him and outpointed him. Kept taking Jeez. him down. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that he beat him. I thought I thought Mighty Mouse was unbeatable. Didn't even look like he had fought after that fight. And he's like, but you know, it is what it is. I just, I'm reading the top stories. And one of the stories is incompetent judges brought down the, the UFC's greatest fighter ever. 
I I would so. I don't know if I'd call a, if I'd call him incompetent. I didn't I didn't hear anybody during the fight announcers or either fighter complaining about the judges. Yeah. Um. Look, so who don't won? I mean, it is what it is. And then I think another thing too, like that was mentioned, is that um, Johnson tore his LCL and broke his foot in that fight too. They they were they were all looking like at, at the beginning of the, or in the first round. Uh, yeah, so two judges gave it to Cejudo 48-47, and the third gave it to Johnson 48-47. So it was a split decision. Yeah. Um, Cejudo said, to defeat the man, the myth, and the legend, it feels good. <laughs> uh, Cejudo in the first round, like, he did, he, he went to Southpaw because he, like, was bouncing on his toes, standing orthodox, and, like, you could see his, like, toes curl, and he started backpedaling. Like, they're like, uh-oh, did he just tear his ACL? And then, like, mm-hmm. after the first round, it didn't look like it bugged him. And he he said it was just like a, like a weird, like, muscle spasm or, you know, like a nerve pinch or something, and then it went away. So it doesn't look mm-hmm. like there's any injury. But when that happened in the first, I'm like, oh, great. Well, he's, he's done. <laughs> but, it, you know, it also didn't... Uh, didn't help that Johnson landed 110 strikes, and there a lot of them were leg kicks. Jeez. Yeah, I wish I would have. I wish I would have watched that. But it was uh, yeah, he countered five of 14 uh, takedown attempts too, which is part of the reason why a lot of people have said that Cejudo got the points is because people don't tend to tend to block Johnson's takedowns like that, and he uh, yeah. I mean he. St- nine out of his 14 times. And then he was actually taken down Johnson, but it was smart. If you get him on the ground, he can't, he can't go crazy on you. So, I mean, he, he fought the fight exactly how he should. I, I think a rematch should happen. Um, and I think both guys are okay with it. So who don't cut one at Dillashaw? He's like, I want, he's like, I, I have no problem. I want to go up to 135 and beat him too. He's like, nice. I feel like- <laughs> And Dillashaw's like, I'll bring him on. I don't care. Dana White's like, all right, guys, calm down. Let's not start <laughs> trying to unifying titles here like this. But it was it was a fun little show. It's a fun little show. Nice. Wow. Well, what do we got for news and rumors and stuff? Um, you know, let me let me just kind of pull up. I was I was looking through some of it, and there hasn't been any like a ton of crazy stuff that looks like is actually going on. Uh, U6 fighting to- Tony Below, Tony Blue on November 10th, it looks like. Goodbye. To, I like Tony Blue, but U6 <laughs> going to beat him up. Uh, Con Kelbrook, December 8th. Uh, Berto said he's not interested in a rematch with Devin Alexander. Of course not, because he didn't win the fight. Um, let me let me go back a little bit and just see if there's anything else that kind of. Uh, oh, one, Roy... one thing I noticed uh-huh. that um, one thing I noticed is Tevin Farmer called out uh, Gervonta Davis after his fight after he beat Billy, Billy Dib. After that, I don't think he wants any of the tank. Honestly, I'm around out the tank. 
Um, a little fat tank as little fat tank as as the Charlo brothers call him. <laughs> uh, Pacquiao fighting December second. It looks like. Um, a lot, they're thinking there's an depending if the Kell Brook Amir Khan fight happens. Khan, I guess, has been dying to fight Pacquiao. Uh, WBC lightweight champion Mikey Garcia is also an option for Pacquiao, but he's in a tough situation right now after having told legions of boxing fans he wants to fight Errol Spence in December. Yeah. That uh, says uh, if Mikey turns around and faces Pacquiao, he's going to look horrible in the eyes of the fans for failing to fight Spence after talking the fight up so much. This is a pretty big. This is a pretty big news thing that we didn't cover, but Matisse retired. Yeah. Yeah. After that recently. fight. So he's he called he called it a career, which is probably to me it's probably a good time and probably in his best interest. He just doesn't look like he has enough in him to continue to fight at his style effectively. You know what I mean? He yeah. seems like he can't really pull the trigger anymore, and that was very evident against Pacquiao. And that was the one thing, too, a lot of people were saying about Pacquiao that I didn't realize until after going back and just kind of watching highlights. Um, a lot of people said he looked like 2009, 2011 Pacquiao again. Like, it looked like he finally put on back a bunch of muscle and looked yeah. big. Um, which is why a lot of people are saying that, you know, he could be a lot tougher of a challenge than what what people would have thought before the Matisse fight. Uh, depending who he goes up against in December. So that was kind of an interesting one, too, that I, like I said, I had to go back and look at because I was like, did he look that much bigger? And then I'm like, you know what? He, he did. did look, you know, five, ten years ago. And then <laughs> this is news that, this is this is news that you're probably going to be pretty happy about. Uh, Frank Warren has said that Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury is very close to being done. Oh, Wilder's going to whoop his ass. <laughs> Tyson Fury said that he feels Deontay Wilder is the is the uh like the I can't remember basically was saying like he's the top fighter in the world and that's why he wants to fight him. I I don't know if that's a smart move, Tyson Fury. <laughs> I oh my gosh. Can do you, can Fury channel what he did against uh Klitschko and make Klitschko just really confused and goofy. Hmm. You know, Wilder's less skilled than Klitschko. So, I mean, it could, it could happen. Like, while, like, Fury could get lucky, but I doubt it. I think Wilder just has too much, like, length and athletic ability and, and snapping his punches and power for Fury to withstand to it. You like you, you you think you can go in there with with Wilder, you know, because he's not super skilled and he's kind of awkward and stuff. And you think you can go there, go in there and be like, yeah, I can think I can outbox him. He's not going to hit me with all those crazy looping punches that he throws. And then he hits you with one, and you're like out, and you're down, and you're like, oh my god, this guy hits really, 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 really hard. <laughs> So, so yeah, I don't, I don't Here's, give Fury much of a chance. 
No, I th- I think Fury's gonna. Co- or I mean, Wilder comes at him with them Donkey Kong, uh, Jack from Tekken punches, and Fury gets drilled like a railroad spike into the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> so here's an interesting article that um, more on the Manny Pacquiao thing. It says. Pacquiao has to be matched against certain guys from the duel. Pacquiao looked sensational in stopping the over-the-hill Lucas Matisse in the seventh round, but that was the type of opponent that Pacquiao can still beat. The guys that Pacquiao would be in trouble against are fighters like Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, Lomachenko, and Sean Porter. Pacquiao can probably beat Danny Garcia and Mikey Garcia. Even Lomachenko would be vulnerable if he had to move up to welterweight to fight Pacquiao. Lomachenko, though, has no interest in facing Pacquiao at 147. He wants him to drain down to lightweight to fight him. In that case, Pacquiao would be at the mercy of Lomachenko. It's a great fight for Lomo and a terrible one for Pacquiao. The man who wants to step in and help him make his next fight as great as it can be, Floyd Mayweather. Oh, God. (laughs) Mayweather said, uh, he said, um, it is what it is. I'm actually going to get on the phone with Pacquiao after this and see if we can put him in a position. There's a lot of good competition for him out there that he could fight. Um, It says, I'm not sure how much Mayweather can help Pacquiao find an opponent. There's no market for Pacquiao versus Ashley Theopane. If Mayweather wants to match Pacquiao against one of his fighters from his stable, it could be a real disappointment to the boxing public. And that's even if he, uh, where did it go? Basically saying, even if he got Giovanna Davis to move up into weight, which wouldn't be fair either for him to go up to 147. That's hilarious. Mayweather trying to... Man, you can't you can't knock his hustle though. I mean, he yeah, no he, hell no, hell no, you can't. <laughs> everybody that's, that's everybody funny. talks about the the Pacquiao after what he did to Matisse, and everyone's like, "Ooh, damn, maybe Manny's back." Hell yeah, Floyd Smart, I'll, I'll help him get a fight. <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, if you're Mayweather, would you risk sacrificing Javonta Davis to move up to 147 to fight him? Do you, like, can you mm-hmm. make enough money? promoting that fight where if Davis gets smoked and loses any of his credibility, that you still have made enough money that it doesn't matter? No, because I don't think Davis is a, a big enough name yet, quite no. yet to me. Yeah, don't, and don't. At least Floyd's not saying, I'll come out of retirement to fight him. Yeah, no, he went on to say, I already beat the man once. Why do I need to beat him again? The better man won. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer, and I'm going to call him right now to try to promote him, but I don't need to fight him. <laughs> like, so he still dogged him. As he... <laughs> oh, fuck, Aaron. <laughs> like, even Floyd still... Oh, man, it's funny. Um, I'd like to watch Manny Pacquiao beat Danny Garcia's ass. That would be fun. Oh my God, that would be that would, oh. dang! Or she's got to get past Sean Porter though. Yeah, I don't know if he does that. I I think he, I think he's gonna have trouble with Porter, man. So do I, Porter, dude. Porter, he he's not my favorite fighter to watch. He's got a very ugly, rough neck, boring like style, but it's effective. Mm-hmm. And like he's one of those guys I don't think anybody really wants to get in the ring with because. He's he's dangerous the way he fights. He like hits you with his head and holds you and roughs you up, wrestles you and and he's just he's one of those fighters that a fight with him could like damage you down the line and like shorten your career because of 
all the roughhouse tactics that he uses, and it's just like a fight with him is like one of those fights that just takes like time off of your career. Like, mm-hmm. you know, someone who eats a really bad diet takes time off their life. Fighting fighting Sean Porter can take time off of your boxing career because you know you're going to be in a war no matter what with him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so that that Dazen D A Z N thing, um, it is Corrupt it is the deal. <laughs> what? Corrupt and Daz. You said Daz, and I said oh, Corrupt and Daz. Daz uh, is is an Eddie Hearn, or does have a thing with Eddie Hearn? <laughs> uh, looks like Shelley Finkel's told ESPN that he thinks. They're, they very well could set up Wilder versus Fury November 10th or November 17th on Showtime pay-per-view. Wow. I'll, I'll watch it. Um, and Eddie Hearn, to counter, offered Deontay Wilder a fight with Dillian White or Derek Chisora to make up for not having the fight with Joshua happen. I would say F you, Eddie Hearn, <laughs> fighting all those guys. Suck my S my D. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I would Dundee tell him all. to get get bent. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Hurd is just a pleb. He's just a he just bothers me. I mean, I get I get what he's doing, and he's a promoter, and he's supposed to. But as a fan, I am also on the S my D trade. <laughs> uh, November 10th, done deal. Danny Jacobs versus Sergey Derevianchenko. Ooh, that'll be a good one. Uh, I think too. I'm going to look right now, but I, I'm guessing it's for that vacant IBF title that Golovkin had. Uh, yep, it's for the vacant IBF title. And it's going to be on HBO too. So, does the winner of Golovkin Canelo get that? Because the winner of of the Jacobs Derevianchenko fight, or is it more? Yeah, because I, I think I, I think you have to I think the winner I think you gotta have to unless they plan to do like a tune-up fight before you know the fight to like fight the person who wins for the vacant I think you gotta push Michael Sullivan to the side maybe unless they both decide to do a tune-up fight but I mean yeah maybe hopefully finally we'll get the belts unified. And well, I mean, ultimately, though, we still got that guy Billy Joe hanging around with oh, his title. Right. I forgot he still got he still got a belt and continues to like back out of fights. Yep. Is he going to turn into the Adonis Stevenson of the middleweight uh, division? The only thing I could think of is if maybe it's one of those things where Billy Joe fights a Derevianchenko or a Jacobs. Okay, and then Spike Sullivan's kind of just... He he could still fight the Golovkin Canelo winner, which would almost be a tune-up for those guys. Yeah. Um, okay. It looks like uh, Keith Thurman's return fight may be against Josecito Lopez. Oh, God. I can't believe Josecito Lopez is still fighting. <laughs> I mean, it's a, and then, it's, it's a good opponent to make your comeback on when you're like coming off like a five year layoff, Keith Thurman. Uh, the, the Pro Grace Flanagan fights October 27th in New Orleans for the World Boxing Super Series. But um, nice. 
You want to go to Danny New Gar- Orleans? And then the last thing I had, Danny Garcia said, don't believe the hype. Mikey Garcia won't fight Errol Spence Jr. Okay, Danny Garcia. Yeah, Danny Garcia, shut up. <laughs> hey, hey, Danny Garcia. Be bolder. Oh, Be bolder. Hey, Danny Be Garcia. Bolder. I, believe, I believe Zack Sabre Jr. has something to say to you. Why not, though? Who's trying to keep our now, dickhead? I had, what did he say? It sounded like Jordan Jisker, kind of. He said, hey, Naito, who's Trent Kilo now, dickhead? <laughs> when, he, when he made uh, Naito, he tapped him in the G1 last year. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's all I got tonight. I think we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna thank you all for listening. We got 11 minutes left, but I mean, I got hit with this. Yeah, I'm I'm getting hit with that too. And I mean, we can we talk about what we need to talk about. So um not I mean, we, not can, a, we can only talk about Andre Berto and Devin Alexander for so long. <laughs> I know we talked about it so much cuz we so watched that fight. <laughs> I watched that fight in like 2008. Not to, not 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 yesterday. Um, I'm trying to see anything coming up here. Well, there's not. Excuse me. There's not a lot coming up in this next week here. Um, on August 11th, next Saturday, on Facebook Watch, Jesus Rojas against Joseph Diaz Jr. for a WBA regular featherweight title. Uh, but there is not not anything going on, really. Till August twenty fourth. Uh, uh, the the following uh, the seventeenth, um, Yoshihiro Kamagai is on ESPN two with uh, Romel Cavario is on it too. Mm. Yeah, we got a couple of weeks. Uh, Bryant Jennings against Alexander Dmitrienko, Jesse Hart, Shakur Stevenson are all on the undercard. Jason Sosa's I didn't know he still was fighting. Uh, they're all on the undercard. So I mean, there's there's a couple fights coming up in a couple weeks. Frampton, Luke Jackson, Luke Jackson for Frampton's WBO featherweight. Uh, that also has the Tyson Fury, Francesco Pianetta fight. Gabe Rosado, Alfredo Angulo. No. Oh God. He said, "Oh." <laughs> um, it looks here like uh, that Wan uh Wan Many Olsen. He's going to defend yep. his title against uh, Pedro Taduran on That's, August twenty eighth. Uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't have a. There's no. There's no like location though, is there? Um, in Thailand. Oh, it is in Thailand. So that Nakhon Sawan, Thailand. So that's a. Uh, that's a Tuesday. So that'll be a, a Monday night into Tuesday morning fight. Time to get my fire stick out to watch Wan Hang whoop some more ass. So that dude is the deal. I will try to find Tataran is It's Tataran's first time fighting out of the Philippines, so he's well, probably he's just in a, he's probably just an opponent. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't like I don't necessarily to be fair. I mean, 
that dude, I mean, he's he's definitely the standout in this, you know, in, in this division. Because there's, you know, Strawweight has one guy that I think you have ever seen knock out CB Freshmart. Because he was on that, one of those undercards with Pacquiao. Yeah. Uh, nobody has the IBF. And I've never seen the WBO champion, Vic Saludar. So, I mean, right now, I mean, I don't know who that guy is. So, I mean, many oaths that is 105 kingpin. And I don't see, you know, maybe he goes to 108 and fights Hecky Budler. Um, otherwise, 112 has Shokamura and Artem Delakian. I don't know who Mithilani is. And then, it, you know, then you get up to 115, and then you start getting some, some names people know. Yerwin on Chaos, uh, Khalidi Fai, Srisketitsa, Rungvisai. Then, you know, 118's got Tite, Rodriguez, Burnett, NUA, guys like that. But, yeah, I mean, at straw weight, there's, I don't think there's any anybody that we're ever going to recognize as challengers. Just many oath that is. I'm waiting for, I, I'm surprised that nobody's put him on American television yet. Yeah. I mean, after that fight I sent you when he fought that, he dropped that dude three times or four times in five rounds. When they look like yeah. they're fighting at like a fucking... Yeah, that was that was quite impressive. And you know, let's be honest. Look what happened when they put guys like, you know, Ryota uh, Murata, who's who's middleweight champ. He's going back on. I think he's fighting Jason Quigley on ESPN Plus, like October twentieth. Uh, they you know they started showing him. Look what happened with Inouye. Look what happened with Rungvasai. Look what happened with Chocolatito. You know, they need to start getting these guys on TV. Ah. Uh, Mas, uh, Masayuki Ito, they put on ESPN Plus. He he won a title. You know, just keep showing these guys because boxing yeah. fans will watch. They're good fighters. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like they're gonna go ah they're not heavyweights like they used to do. Boxing fans are gonna want to watch this stuff. Get them on TV. Yeah. You know, don't make them watch it illegally to be able to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I got to bootleg this stuff from probably somebody's van in Cambodia. (laughs) Uh, We got Russell 10 p.m. uh, Late start again for Russell Cast, but we're kind of settling in a little bit at 10 o'clock. We have four nights of the G1 to to go over. Uh, I can't wait. Four nights of the G1. We got Ron Smackdown. Uh, I might talk a little NXT. Also, All Japan had a big show that we may discuss as well. Also, a little bit more on Dragon Gate after the Kobe World Hall show. News and rumors, yeah. I, I Like I said, this is why I sleep like four hours a day. <laughs> I, I, all I do is watch wrestling and boxing. <laughs> two, two computers going at one time with two different things on it. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, two. Tuesday sportscast. Sportscast, got to figure it out. There's a chance that I might not be able to do sportscast, so it'll be potentially Jordan, someone else. We'll see what's going down here. It might um, be me. We'll see. I'll see if yeah, I might have Jordan and Elijah do it. I I may may not. I got a conference call because all in is so close. We gotta we gotta figure out our details of what we need to do for that for Starcast. So um, I may be disposed, but. Uh, we may have some more NFL previews. I'm, I'm talking to a couple teams right now, so we'll see how that goes. A lot of fun as well on there. Elijah, you got anything you want to plug? 
Uh, just listen to the standing account on Sunday nights anywhere between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. on all the major podcasting places, or you can listen to it live on Blog Talk Radio. That's that's all I got. We live radio for y'all. What'd you say? We do live radio for y'all. Yes, we do for our fans. Take that. Take that for, for what? Take that for data. <laughs> Got to include the thud. That's always good. We appreciate it. Y'all sticking around. We'll let R. Kelly take you out tonight. We'll catch you next Sunday. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Why?